0: Warning: You are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records.
1: Bet I'd been forgotten, I'd, go. I'd been married a long time ago. Dango. <laughs> a girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're beautiful. Hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star.
0: Hello, welcome to episode. Wow, did you hear my voice go? <laughs> I did. Then, yeah, wow, well, uh, not added more
1: tonality me. and musicality to this episode than this album's going to. I wasn't doing an impression of Jimmy Savile <laughs> straight, off
0: the, <laughs> straight off the bat. I wasn't doing that. Although um Jimmy Savile and who we're talking about today strangely have quite a lot in common, don't they? Probably. Oh, crazy. Uh, okay. Just nobeds,
1: definitely, definitely both nobeds. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hello, welcome to Broken Records. I'll do I'll do that bit again. My name is Stephen Hill. I'm joined by Renfrey Dedman. Hello. You've just had a little bit of a precursor to what we're going to be talking about today, which is essentially what we tend to do quite a lot on this p- podcast, where we search for the worst album ever made in the history of music. Sort of slagging stuff off, basically it doesn't always work out like that. But recently, we've been on. We've been on quite a run of bad records and we should say before we go any further that all the records that you hear us talking about on this podcast are not just records that me and Renfrey have a uh, hit piece out on that we want to take down, that we want to cuss, that we want to slag off. They are picked from your suggestion, from a critical reaction, from the fan standing, from the band themselves, maybe the context surrounding the record. That is how these records end up in this podcast and this week we're going to be talking about asshole do i say uh, asshole or arsehole well it, in england we'd say arsehole it, it we? has but it
1: has to be asshole um but i it's mean asshole yeah mm. yeah
0: by gene simmons the second solo album from the kiss bassist entrepreneur and womanizer released on the 8th of june 2004 his first solo album since his self-titled debut solo album in 1978 yeah why the long gap between solo records gene i guess we're about to find out before we go any further we should say as this is episode number 60 we do have 59 other records which are um in a list basically of rubbishness well actually we have 58 and we have one sitting alone Mm. on its own let's go down the flop 20 and see which are the worst albums ...that we have covered so far... ...starting at the 20th worst, 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 worst album that we've covered so far... ...is The Truth Is by Theory of a Dead Man... ...followed by Louis XIV's Slick Dogs and Ponies... ...The Cosmos Rock, Rocks by Queen and Paul Rogers... ...United Nations of Sound by Richard Ashcroft... ...Mr Blobby the album... ...Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band... ...the original soundtrack to the movie of the same name... Eoghan Quigg by Owen Quigg, Six Feet Under's Graveyard Classics Volume 2, Towers of London's Blood, Sweat and Towers, Vanilla Ice is Hard to Swallow, Cut the Crap by The Clash, Angelic to the Core by Corey Feldman, The Philosophy of the World by The Shags, Total Zanaki by Little Zan, Blood on the Dance Floor by Bad, sorry no, Bad Blood by Blood on the Dance Floor, Methods of Mayhem's self-titled debut album, The True Symphonic Rockestras, Concerto in True Minor, Uncle Crackers Double Wide, Crazy Hits by The Crazy Frog, And at number one, as ever, as I can't really ever imagine it being anything other than this. I'm not a fan, but the kids like it by Broken Side. The worst album that we have covered thus far. And, of course, unranked Guns N' Roses. Mammoth Chinese Democracy. They are the worst 20 albums. And then just one that we didn't really know where to put that we have covered thus far. But let's talk about Gene Simmons. Asshole. You asshole. Asshole by Gene Simmons. The second solo album. From Kisses, Gene Simmons released, as I said, on the eighth of June, two thousand and four. Now, before we get into this record, I suppose we should provide some kind of context about Gene Simmons and who Gene Simmons actually is. And I guess we can kind of, I'm going to kind of tag team this with the sort of my first memories of Gene Simmons, and then my only personal meeting with gene simmons but before i do that Rimfrey, uh gene simmons what are your thoughts on the man when did you first become aware of him as a person you're already like i've wafted a massive (laughs) grotty bit of shit under your nose you're pulling a funny face i mean what is there to say really about gene simmons
1: gene simmons's whole brand is about him being an arsehole and him being a dickhead and him being out for himself he's
0: very good at that brand as well he sticks to that brand rather
1: well yeah, which to be honest with you I don't think it's even a very interesting brand, I find it a really I find that you could see that as a sort of rock and roll um, rebellion in some sense and I'm sure that's how he sees it but I actually think it's really boring and just it's just someone kind of being like yeah, I'm a dick And, and I don't know We all have our faults, but uh, I think the sign of um, decent people is uh, those people who try to address those faults and do something about them. And Gene Simmons seems intent to make just not bother to do that and make an entire brand out of it, which I don't have an awful lot of respect for, I have to say. Fair
0: enough. I mean, I think... Not entirely address my question then which is well, what did you think of kiss and when did you first become aware of gene simmons as a
1: um, person
0: because we should say before we get into it you know gene simmons wasn't just born this massive this kind of doll that you pull the fucking cord on the back off and he goes rock is dead rock is dead rock is dead so, you know that's not and they put that on blabbermouth and metal sucks and metal hammer and kerrang every fucking year like that's what he's become but he used to be the bassist in an incredibly influential and successful band
1: Mm. i don't know if anyone remembers that but he was well i'm not a fan of kiss as long-term listeners will know but i have to give kiss some credence because in terms of making the rock and roll show the psycho circus the you know The gigantic spectacle, making almost sort of um, marrying rock music with theatrical elements, they are a very important band in that respect. And whilst the way that they go about things isn't strictly to my taste, I don't think I can sort of sit here and go, it's not a valid way to go about that. And you can extend Kiss's influence out to... I mean, I think before Kiss was Alice Cooper, but really were kiss the second band to come along to really do it on that sort of scale. Yeah, through? I would have th- I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And you have to give them some credit for that, you know. The kiss brand and the kiss makeup and all that sort of stuff. It does still look really fucking cool. Like it does. Um mm-hmm. the songs and I suppose this whole idea of kiss being a revolving band, a band that can continue for years and years and Years, I think, if Gene Simmons has his way, three hundred years down the line, Kiss will still exist, and they will still be taking on those um personas of uh, still the, be headlining Download, yeah, of the de- the Demon Child, the cat, the wh- whatever the personas, the are. Demon,
0: the Star Child, the cat,
1: and the, the what the other one. <laughs> Very well remember That was better than better than <laughs> me. I mean, you do better on a quick Kiss quiz than me. Um I I think there is a certain amount of um there's a certain amount of respect you have to pay in that sense in the in the sense of the the shows that they put on and how that influenced so many people musically um yeah, yeah, there are a few kiss songs which I think are cool I I really the first time I remember looking up kiss was um after watching Bill and Ted's bogus journey because uh, they had mm. god gave rock and roll to you on mm. the end credits. And I, I do, you know, I do really like that song. Uh, but it's the cover. Yes, it yeah, is. At... Yes, it is, isn't it? Which I didn't know for years. But mm. that, I suppose, if, if you want to, you know, that was my route into Kiss. And then I think a friend had a live three and I listened to that. And, you know, I liked bits and pieces, but, um, yeah, I've never been a massive fan of the music particularly. Fair. I mean, I remember Kiss Reforming
0: in 1996 mm. with the makeup coming back all that kind of stuff you know them getting introduced onto the stage at the grammys by tupac that Ooh. happened what a mad thing mm. but um you know that was exciting it seemed like a lot of people were really excited about it they played with the original lineup at the last ever donington monsters of rock in 1996 which i didn't go to but i would like to go to kiss aussie sepultura biohazard fear factory dog eat dog corn typo negative ever clear
1: Three Colours Red. Good lineup, that. Good mm. line-up. And you can't go anymore because it's Paradise been and gone.
0: Well, it was it was 25 years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Fuck me. And if yeah. it was that easy to go back in time and go back 25 years and go to concerts and stuff, then I would, you know, I, I'd do that more often, I think.
1: Oh, that'd be good. Whoever invents time travel, I'm sure they'll do it for the sole purpose so that people can go back in time and relive old concerts. That'd be quite nice, actually. Yeah would be quite good that that and i probably um probably gonna beat up baby west Scantlin
0: as well while i was there uh but you know it was it was a a thing i was like oh the you know the kiss i I know the name and i've seen the pictures and suddenly all these bands that i really love like Mm. tom morello i remember in kerrang writing this massive thing about how important kiss were to him and i recently interviewed name drop alert i recently interviewed jason newstead Mm-hmm. and he told me a story about how he bumped into gene simmons backstage at one of the monsters of rock that metallica were playing one of the first ones that he played and he was just like oh my god i can't believe you know you're my biggest influence playing the bass and you know he felt like jason he said fucking loves kiss and you know loads and loads and loads of bands that we love from hard rock and metal would cite kiss as a huge huge inspiration and i'm a bit like you like i like kiss like broadly speaking mm. I like Kiss. Mm. I would probably go and watch them, you know, if they were playing in nineteen ninety six. Mm. Not now, I don't think. But you know, their greatest hits is pretty good. I don't have the same strong feelings towards Kiss as we had towards Motley Crue last week where no. we were really kind of no. furious about them. I actually think that they've got some really good songs. Yes.
1: And I don't like ha- say, I don't hate Kiss at all. I just don't, don't hate Kiss. Just not for me really. But I don't know. No, no. think-
0: uh, they came back, played Wembley Arena, and then in 1998 they released the record Psycho Circus, which you mentioned, which was um, their kind of comeback record, I guess. I don't, I wasn't
1: interested enough in 1998 to listen to that, so I've never actually heard that before. Actually, I I, you've you just r- reminded me, that would have been one of my first introductions to Kiss, actually, as well, because they released a video game to accompany it, I think a few years later, but it was just like a first person shooter doom or quake ripoff but in sort of kiss makeup and i do remember playing that and enjoying that quite a bit so i would have thought i'm sure bill and ted's burger's journey would have come before them but that would have actually also been something that you know sort of turned me on to kiss a little bit as well definitely
0: Mm. right okay what an odd way to get into kiss but yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah If that's the truth, or no. it, but I guess that's this, the truth, this, do you doubt my story, No, no, no,
0: no, I'm saying if, if, that's the tr- if that's the truth, that is one of the more unusual ways to get into a band, I think.
1: Weirdly, it's sort of how I got into Iron Maiden as well, because um, they had... Ed Hunter! Uh, no, 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 no. They had four songs on the Carmageddon 2 soundtrack. Right, um, okay. And that would have been the first time that I would have sat down and properly listened to Iron Maiden. Like, I would have heard mm-hmm. Run to the Hills and all that shit, but, like... Yeah, that was the first time I actually was like, oh, this is Iron Maiden. And you know, it had... Yeah, I,
0: first, I, got, I got into Mario Kart from watching the Bob Hoskins Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can
0: you imagine? Be weird, wouldn't it?
1: People get into music through video games all the time now. It was definitely... Um, it was more unusual then, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's pretty common now in 2021. It's I mean, you know fucking rock band, all that stuff. You know Guitar Hero. <laughs> people, I don't think people are getting into bands, getting into anything
0: through Guitar Hero in 2021. I Don't think anyone's even thought about Guitar Hero for about
1: oh okay, okay yeah eight years. Okay, that's yeah the reference is a little bit old. But those games, all I was saying is those games are absolutely instrumental. Yes, uh, in getting a new generation of people into rock music. It's it's un you know that's it's undoubtedly that's true. true so look at any of those songs from rock bands and look at their numbers on spotify and they will be way ahead of everything else
0: i hope you guys listening are enjoying this uh cul-de-sac that we found ourselves in <laughs> the video game uh, i hope <laughs> i hope you all i hope you all enjoy <laughs> this weird little irrelevant cul-de-sac that we've somehow managed to find our way into about rock bands we do that quite it a lot, though, don't we? I mean. <laughs> we do, do it. but this is particularly—I think this is particularly—like veering into. This is like a new. We've had to cross the border. You know, normally I go like, "Oh, we've taken a very odd road here. We're <laughs> crossed into. We're in a different. We're in a different country at this point. We're heading off in a different direction. Still but it's fine because there's there's so little to talk about on this record. I'm more than happy <laughs> to just talk about rock band for most of it and go, "Oh, by the way, this album's shit." Let's rank it. Yeah, but we shouldn't do that. And I, I, what I was going to say was I don't really remember the time when I first became aware of any particular member of Kiss per se. But whenever that was, it soon became apparent that Gene Simmons was the mouthiest one from yeah. Kiss. Yeah, the kind of mouthy one. And this was way before he seemed to be doing what he does now, which is just spending all of his time being an obnoxious prick in the media. You know, he was, as I said, very, very well loved by a lot of people. But for some, at some point, Gene Simmons crossed the threshold from influential, iconic bassist in a massive band to media personality.
1: Was it not his reality TV series that did that? Which kind of came after this, actually. Were you talking about rock school? Yes. Um, I thought it was around the same time. My memory might be... It was 2005. Okay. Okay. So a year after. Mm. Um, yeah. I I, I I, think that... I mean, if you think about what um, the Osbournes did for Ozzy Osbourne in terms of mainstream households and his attitude, like, I don't... Th- I think people knew who Ozzy Osbourne was prior to that. Mm-hmm but i don't but you know the bumbling kind of person and all that sort of thing came from the Osbournes and the way that it was edited together didn't it i I think a similar thing happened with gene simmons and the
0: i feel like gene simmons was already considered i mean this album is called arsehole true and it comes out before this so i think people already think you already
1: had that reputation
0: yeah Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. I'm not quite sure exactly when he started really. Go- I mean, you know, there's all the, you know his his womanizing antics are legendary, as they would say. Yes. in the, the media. You know, he wangs on about the fact they, that
1: he has a photograph of every single woman he's ever slept with, mm-hmm. and there's dated Diana Ross and Cher
0: and people like that. Like mm-hmm. he's, you know, had a lot of, and that seems to be basically his. His sole reason for existing. I actually remember, uh, and, and
1: money as well, and money. Oh, he loves, he loves money. money.
0: He fucking loves money, doesn't he? He, wa- he, doesn't he like, wants. I mean, he, he wants. He doesn't like money. He wants but he said he the, really
1: likes money. He once said the purpose of music was to get laid
0: and make lots of money. Yeah, I've got one of those quotes coming up in a minute. Actually, I mean, it's not. Like he just says it once. He says it every fucking oh, half all an the hour.
1: fucking time. It's pretty much his mantra. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, you know, Gene Simmons at this, this point in 2004 and it had been for a few years definitely he always felt like a weird creepy guy to me I didn't really care that much about kiss but i'd see interviews with gene simmons mouthing off being a bit weird being a really kind of creepy bloke yes i he was interviewed in kerrang once by dino cazares from fear factory who did a similar thing do you remember dino from fear factory used to go on about how he would sleep with loads of groupies as well and it was the whole interview was just Dino Cazares going, oh, I wish I was like you, and I slept with just as many. But, and Gene Simmons going, yeah, great. I, I am great. I am really good. I slept with loads of women. Loads. Wow. And that was the whole feature.
1: That sounds insightful.
0: Well, it's better then, wasn't it? Kerrang! was better. Kerrang! and Metal Hammer were better in them <laughs> days, weren't they? Not like now, where they just talk about music. Um, <laughs> no, Metal Hammer, when I'd feed A on the front cover... And I uh, had features of, you know, Gene Simmons um, talking about how many people he'd slept with. Mm-hmm. That's much better than... Anyway, I can't go into that. Um, I interviewed Gene Simmons. This is where I'm going with this. In 2014, I interviewed Gene Simmons. I did a feature for Metal Hammer with him. Did a kind of
1: A to Z of Kiss. Was it when Gene he was um, about to release that vault? it was yes um do you i don't suppose you recall how much money that retailed for do you thousands yeah it was it was i remember i remember getting approached at the independent to interview gene simmons for this thing and i was so disgusted at the fact that like this box set was like a thousand pounds it was like four cds but also i mean this is i've definitely told this story in the podcast but this is the a very lovely pr sent me an email saying Oh, are you interested in uh interviewing gene simmons i just sent a one line back saying if me and gene simmons walked into the same room only one of us would walk out um which was meant as a joke i'm not a violent person uh but i i couldn't imagine but gene might i mean
0: bait on the basis of his album gene maybe is a violent person so you know let's yeah yeah, maybe you were actually more fearing for your own life than (laughs) threatening anyone well i I,
1: i couldn't imagine me going in and doing a decent interview with Gene Simmons because I I I rev- I, I don't hate Kiss, but I kind of do hate Gene Simmons. I think he's a fucking dickhead. Um, so I don't think any good would have come out of it. But yeah, see, I've I've interviewed him,
0: and I can't imagine myself doing a good interview with Gene Simmons. Either. Right? Okay, <laughs> because we are meant to do a kind of A to Z of him and. Of Kiss. Of Kiss. Okay. So I was going, and I'd made the things up beforehand. So I was like, okay, so A is for Ace Freely. B is for Box Set because you've got this fucking obnoxious box set coming out. C is for Peter Chris. D is for Detroit Rock City. Do you know what I mean? And I'd already had them and I was going, look, we're just going to go through them and I'm going to say the thing. And can you just give me like literally 50 words, like a sentence about each one of them? And that will make up the feature that I'm going to write. And Gene Simmons <laughs> didn't do much of that. I Have to be honest. And I had half an hour with him, and we were there at Team Rock Radio. Two other people, Matt Stocks being one of them, was like banging on the door, being like, "You've gone over! You've gone over!" Like, you're now being with Gene Simmons." And I was like, "I have to get to Zed. It's not like I can just go. Okay, yeah, run out you of time. can't make it. I have eight. to get to Zed in this." And I was like, "I'm sorry." You know, he started talking about George Bush when I asked him about god of thunder and he started talking about how you know liberals were scum and all this and i was like this is not relevant but you can't and you sort of go okay gene well can we just move it on a little bit but and he also does this thing he goes every time he talks all the time he's like darth vader like do you know what i mean he's got the same his hair looks like darth vader as well doesn't his hair has got kind of darth vader helmet hair yeah so i'd go okay gene um uh, like A's for a live, right? A live, like, you mean, what was it like filming that, you know, not filming, recording that live album, and he'd go, well, today, you couldn't do something like this, because, you people now are too offended, because a liberal, America, and it's like, oh, fucking God, what are you on about? Just tell us how you made a fucking live album. I literally just want you to go, it was great. Yeah. It was groundbreaking, the end, but he had to go, People were too <laughs> offended, and he was snorting like a fucking pig. And I was just like, "Man, get me out of here!" Like I don't want to be here talking to Gene Simmons. Mm. He clearly lo- loves the sound of his own voice, and he kept going, "You know what I mean, mate," and doing a sort of Dick Van Dyke Cockney accent at me as well. That's weird. What do you think he, he was?
1: was... Ooh, why? Why would he do that? That's bizarre.
0: I don't know. I don't know. He signed my copy. He signed my my copy of Destroyer that I had for one of my friends. That's nice. I was scared. Oh, so I said it was like, a face-to-face. Oh, face it, a... it was a face-to-face. Yeah, yeah. Thing, and I was wasn't... like, can I, get a se- can I get a selfie? And he wouldn't stand up for the selfie. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't stand up. So i just stand behind him like I was his fucking bodyguard or something.
1: <laughs> what a power anyway, play.
0: What a power play. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, and I'd always thought to myself, like, I was always a bit like, why don't I like Gene Simmons, why why do, I, why, do I find him sort of annoying and a bit obnoxious? And then that day I was like, ah, that's why. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he, he is. Because that's what he is. There's a fucking fly in my house. It's November, mate. Just swallow it. He'll be fine. I think that would lead to a very terminal set of events. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go to 2001. Let's start actually talking about this album now that we've sort of defined what Gene Simmons is. Peter Chris left Kiss in 2001 in the middle of their farewell tour. So in the year 2000, Kiss announced that they were going to be splitting up and they were going to be doing one more tour, a farewell tour. Then they were going to retire, which, as you listening probably already know, much like Motley Crue and their faux fucking contract that they signed meaning they couldn't legally get together and play any more gigs – was complete bullshit. So he did half of this tour, Peter Chris Les. He was replaced by Eric Singer on, on drums. And so he basically, on their farewell tour, you're not even getting, for people in, I think, Japan, Australia, mm-hmm. is where they played this leg of the tour. You're not even getting the classic Kiss lineup to see one last time. You're getting the different drummer. So that's no good. With that retirement in mind, Kiss released a Box set, obviously, why wouldn't you? Which I'm why sure not? was incredibly expensive. And the famous Kiss casket, which is something people with too much money can get buried in, a kind of Kiss-branded casket. Gene Simmons said at the time, I love living, but this makes the alternative, alternative look pretty damn good. I tell you what, Gene, I love living, but listening to your album makes the alternative <laughs> seem
1: pretty, pretty damn good. I believe in, that casket is a, retails for about $6,000 as well. Which that is, is mental. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. You got a really like
0: Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> you, you really got a really, do. really 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 <laughs> like yeah. Kiss yeah. Uh in early 2002 Kiss played a show in Jamaica and Ace Frehley didn't the guitarist, the iconic guitarist Ace Frehley, Ace Frehley yeah. or I had to call him Ace Frehley. Frehley. I don't know why I Frehley. said it like that. That was really weird. I uh, was Frehley. replaced replaced by Tommy Thayer on guitar. So you're getting 50% of the classic Kiss on this supposed Fellworth. tour
1: presumably it's like one this lip is, of the kiss yes yeah I don't even know how you'd do that but sh- sure. what one lip yeah
0: um I don't either <laughs> I'm not even going to try and, it doesn't work in an audio format no, anyway, it doesn't. does it? in early 2002 with this kiss sort of meant to split up so presumably Ace Freely is just like oh well we said we were going to retire yeah. Why are we still agreeing to do shows? Well, the answer to that is Gene Simmons, isn't it? <laughs> the answer to that is Gene Simmons and money and grotesque avarice. Um, you know, it was a red herring, obviously. In 2003, Kiss embarked on a US tour supporting Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. And Ace Freely came out and said, I'm not going to be in Kiss anymore because my contract's expired. I was under the impression that we were retiring and the band were quitting and <laughs> this is the harshest thing I don't want to support Aerosmith Harsh
1: hmm.
0: Aerosmith are better than you
1: Yeah Yeah I mean
0: Much better it. Yeah Yeah They uh-huh. are Yeah And in 2004 Kiss toured with Poison as support which uh, Fair enough But they were just still going on Well, wow. Still going on Kiss and, and, and Poison touring Now that's all Kiss-based stuff around the time that this album came out. Surprisingly, for a man who, whose lips flap about uncontrollably, there is precious little information about the making of this record. Mm. Because very, little. very, very little, and it's very odd. I don't really have that much to talk about in the kind of build-up to this record. He just does a solo album. Yeah, yeah really does come out of nowhere doesn't it comes out of nowhere all of the interviews i've read from the time all of the press pieces i've read from the time gene simmons is interviewed around the period of this record coming out but he just seems to talk about money about kiss about politics about how rock and roll is dead and very very seldom does he actually talk about this record why he made it what it is what the inspirations would for, for doing it what the themes of the record are none of that stuff ever comes up what comes up instead well we'll go into some of the stuff that comes up in a little bit but he doesn't appear to be even vaguely interested in music at all at this point
1: was he ever vaguely interested in music
0: you've got to kind of feel like he must
1: have been at some point, right? Mm. Oh, you think so? I don't know. I mean, I think in many ways, Gene Simmons is like the Simon Cowell of the rock world, you know, like he just almost mm. sees it as a platform to get what he wants. But, um, I don't know. I mean, there's very little, uh, there's... I thought you meant they both have incredibly bad trousers. Well, that too. What I thought you meant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. platform shoes. Um, there's nothing on this album that indicates a fan of. I don't know. There's there's some there's some. I mean, there's no way we're going to get to the to the nub of why this album was created. I don't think because no. it, it's baffling. It is baffling. It,
0: it no need to create this. No, it's like making a kind of um, a gravy boat. But making it out of bubbles. But like why would, <laughs> as soon as you put the gravy in, it, it would disintegrate? What's the point? This is a chocolate so teapot of an album. It's a it, is, it is, it is, a cho- it is a chocolate teapot and the Gene Simmons fa- flavoured water. <laughs> I did yeah. find an interview where he tells a story about how he was invited to Frank Zappa's house before Frank Zappa died. And he got to see Frank Zappa's vault of songs that Frank Zappa had recorded. Loads and loads and loads of unreleased songs that Frank Zappa had recorded. So there's a lot of them. And so when it came time for him to put this record together, he decided to contract uh, Frank Zappa's widow and asked if there were any unfinished songs that he could have. And like a fucking magpie... You know I mean? oh I'm doing a solo album I wonder if this like who else did he get hold of Yoko Ono did he get hold of Courtney <laughs> do you he got hold of Courtney Love as well and was like do I have any stuff hanging about that I could <laughs> just have like what, what is fucking nervous this guy Oh, go on. Give us all your unused demos. Go on. Oh, don't make me write it. Don't make me write my own solo album, for fuck's sake. Cheeky bastard. But anyway, Dweezil Zappa, Frank Zappa's son, came back with three pieces of music for him. He said, Gene Simmons said, that he was given a 30-second snippet of music, and that became the basis for the song Black Tongue, which is on this record. And he actually invited, which I think is actually fairly nice, to be fair, he invited the whole Frank Zappa family down to do backing vocals on that song and that is a nice thing to do what a nice tribute it's a nice tribute to 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 frank zappa if only a nicer tribute would have been a good song (laughs) yes
1: exactly it's a really plodding dull song um yeah but you know somewhat surprising that gene simmons would be a frank zappa fan you know, I was surprised at that. I mean, maybe he does. Maybe he actually does like music because Frank Zappa doesn't scream commercial potential to me, does it? You know,
0: no. But Frank Zappa is of that era, and he was a shocking artist, a true. shock rocker in a lot of ways. If you like, he also has a huge cult following for Gene Simmons to potentially exploit. I would imagine. Yeah, that's all true. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, he might have been told to fuck off by Yoko Ono and just go. No, well, I just, who, 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 who else? Who else can I like, use the like a thirty second clip of music that they never wanted and turn it into like promotion for my terrible album? I mean,
1: I don't think it'd be too insane a thing to think that he might have gone to Yoko Ono because there's an awful lot of Beatles on this album, isn't there? There is an awful
0: lot of Beatles on this album. Uh, if you mean the insect. Then yes, <laughs> like I feel, I know, like yeah. Well, we'll we'll get into yeah, this. We'll get, but yeah, there is a lot of Beatles on, in it but it's just another reminder of why people go, oh, the Beatles. They make really easy music, do they? How mm, come if it's yeah. that easy when someone else tries to do it, it sounds fucking, fucking awful? Terrible. Yeah. Um, in this interview. It's also a bit, as you've already mentioned, sort of, Renfri. He says, everybody who picks up a guitar thinks, oh, boy, I'm going to get laid. Yeah, Tom York, definitely. (laughs) When he picked up a guitar, he thought, oh, boy, I'm going to get laid. Tad from the band Tad. (laughs) Oh, boy, I'm going to get laid. Can you honestly think that is the case? It's so weird that Gene Simmons thinks that's why everybody is the same as him. He said, don't kid yourself and don't think that you don't. And secondly, oh, I'm going to make some money. I don't think everybody thinks that. I love how Gene Simmons thinks that every single person is looking, (laughs) going up to like Frank Black and going, you only play music because you're a sexual predator. (laughs) Like, what are you on about,
1: mate? I did Not everyone is like you. I didn't think either of those things when I picked up a guitar. No. No, I was more thinking thinking how the fuck do I play this thing without my fingers bleeding, to be totally honest. But yeah
0: particularly the particularly the money thing
1: especially mm. now oh, no.
0: no no way he's mad mm. anyway um in this interview uh the guy it's quite an interesting interview the guy gave gene simmons a tongue scraper for scraping your tongue before you clean your teeth
1: Have you right. ever done
0: that Renfrew? you ever had a
1: tongue scraper uh it's I, got i'm big tongue hasn't it? i'm familiar with them but I've, i don't think i've ever done it on my tongue no
0: quite good you know you wake up and you might have sort of grit on your tongue like Mm. a
1: green tongue Mm. Thing you can like get it all off and then brush your teeth afterwards oh well well i'll try that thank you i didn't realize we were giving out dental hygiene tips on broken records but that's good i quite i quite rate them Mm -hmm. and gene simmons has a big tongue
0: a huge tongue so hence why i think this gentleman has thought
1: oh i see the link i get the link yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay i just didn't think it was worthy of um of highlighting it particularly but
0: sure <laughs> i do get it like, yeah no 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 it's good um it's just a weird it's just a very very odd thing to do really to weird. somebody who you're interviewing hey i see you've got a big tongue well make sure you scrape it properly like mm-hmm. mate fucking he's not going to shag you but what he might do actually That's probably no. would <laughs> he, he he actually That's might 5001 yeah, he roped in a lot of people to help him on the album, didn't he? Gene Simmons, not just the Zappa thing. There are credits for twenty nine different musicians on this record, including Gene, obviously, uh, and also Dave Navarro, Richie Kotzen of Poison and Mr. Big, Bruce Kulick and Eric Singer, Kiss, Shannon Tweed, his actress wife, and of course the entire Zappa family, including Frank Zappa himself. Nice of him to give Frank Zappa. Um, an actual performing credit not just a writing credit but an actual performing credit because there's a little snippet a of little sample, Frank Zappa it, yeah, 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 mm. yeah, yeah. so rather than just saying oh a sample of Frank Zappa it's like no Frank Zappa came back from the dead and came to perform on my album <laughs> yeah. Did he? I don't know what all of these people do to be perfectly honest you might go through it in a little bit because you can't really hear much of what they're actually doing uh but bob dylan has a songwriting credit on his album as well yeah bob dylan
1: yeah bob for, dylan
0: for we're talking about the bob dylan by the way we're not yeah. talking about a bob dylan
1: this is what they should have shouted judas at him for not going yeah. electric Fucking jesus
0: if, if that made him jesus uh, J- J- jesus judas if he was judas just for plugging an electric guitar fuck lord it's only knows what Satan he like he's beelzebub bit. for christ's sake it's absolutely <laughs> unbelievable what's he playing at i mean he's sh- i get the feeling that he shat this out
1: oh almost certainly
0: yeah. or not even he probably just went what he played but, oh can i can i play my song yeah go on then what do you reckon it's not bad i'd probably drop out the last chorus cool <laughs> Songwriting credit for you, Bobby D. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You're you're a dual songwriter. This is a duet between the two of us. This is the collaborative process in action. I mean, absolutely not. um He called.
1: It's called. I was going to say. Well, it's called "Waiting for the Morning Light," and it's the fourth track of the album. And it's where it begins to take a turn for the i mean it hasn't started well the record but it does really begin to take a turn for the worst which continues a turn the for
0: the worst this, this album is a circle renfrey when you talk about a turn for the worst it is a constant turn for the worst it is. it's a, a spherical record it is a circular <laughs> album <laughs> we without finally any found out what it is we have yeah it is an album that starts turning for the worst yeah. it just continues to turn and turn and turn um Gene Simmons said he called it arsehole because it's just another way of me saying, I don't care what anyone says about me. I'm preempting what people say and therefore diffusing the power of my detractors. But the thing is, Gene, everybody had already started calling you that
1: already, haven't they?
0: So you're not preempting anything. You're just joining in with the chorus of people who think
1: that about you. Yeah, I mean... We'll do our best to make sure that the power of our deductions for Arso are not diffused in any way, shape, We'll or try form. our best. best yes, sentence. we will.
0: Yes. Uh, here's another quote regarding the uh, the name of the album. He says, There are two answers to that. I don't know what the question is. I didn't write down. What an idiot. But <laughs> one is that I've got a song called Arso on the record. Oh, it's why, call it why you called it? Why you called it? Yeah. One is that I've got a song called Arso on the record. And number two is that to some people, I'm an asshole. To some people, Donald Trump is an asshole. To some people, Hugh Hefner is an asshole because when they look around and see people who are having the time of their lives, enjoying themselves, making lots of money surrounded by lots of chicks, to some people that's an asshole, but it means really they're jealous. Ah yes, that old <laughs> that old yeah. chestnut. That old je- jealousy chestnut. I tell you what, Renfrey, I remember once seeing the inside of saddam hussein's gold palace and thinking i'd like a gold palace Oh, I hate Saddam Hussein. I'm so jealous of Saddam Hussein. Oh, I wish I was Saddam Hussein with my big gold palace. That's the reason I hate him. Not because he's a tyrannical dictator. No, 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 Stop pretending you don't like Saddam Hussein because he's a tyrannical dictator who's responsible for the death of hundreds of thousands of innocent people. No, 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 no. Really, you just want a big gold door, don't you? That's yeah. what you want. He's having a lovely time in his hat. In his big, in his in his beret, <laughs> going round, going round Iraq, going round fucking Kuwait, and being like, "Wee, let's blow this shit up," and you're like, "Oh, down, oh, I really wish I could be that guy." No, yeah, no. Some people are just fucking assholes. Why this? Some people are fucking assholes, and you just like. I mean, I have got no beef with you, Hefner. When he, the three that he's mentioned there, I've got no beef with you, Hefner. He started a magazine. He's a mad old. He's, he's dead. He's dead. He's a mad old pervy, mad dead old it, cunt. He's probably like whatever, the, the man. least
1: worst of the ones thing he mentioned. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you've got Gene Simmons in second, I think his second worst. Yeah. Um And then Pretty I think much. you've got Donald Trump, who's the worst. I think Donald Trump's probably the worst. Although, say in that Renfrey, I, I we had a lot about Trump, didn't we, for a few years. He's gone now, isn't he? Sort of gone.
1: Oh well, he hasn't got a Twitter profile anymore, so he's completely disappeared. Hmm.
0: I I quite miss him. Do you? I do. I miss it. I miss the match. I miss seeing him in the because it's there's not it's not that it 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 was funny, wasn't it? Like seeing him on the telly and he'd do something stupid, and you go, "What's he doing?" And now you never see him anymore. Joe Biden never does any stuff like that. He just falls asleep.
1: Doesn't. (laughs) That's Joe Biden's not as
0: asleep he fell asleep yeah the G20 the, the whatever that not the G20 the um, the thing they did recently the green thing in Scotland it's been this week
1: Oof. what's it called this is why we shouldn't go into politics because I don't think it's our oh my god day,
0: everybody's yeah. I've just forgotten the name of it but you know they've had a summit this week Greta Thunberg was there they all came down oh, yeah. in Scotland mm-hmm. Boris was there and then he took the plane and everyone shook their fist at him probably quite rightly to be fair and i can't remember what it's called okay but it was the green thing and joe biden fell asleep in that oh. now trump wouldn't have just fallen asleep he would have you know he would have pulled his pants down in front of angela Merkel, he would have slapped his bum he would have called um uh he would have called somebody from the press like you know, a sort of white chocolate hitler or something like okay. that Do you know what i mean it would have okay. said something mad he would have done something mad and,
1: and I quite that. miss it. Oh, I quite okay. miss it. Well, let's get... How that's... about you? No, I'm, I'm all right with things the way they are. <laughs> I kind of prefer sleeping presidents to presidents who cause absolute <laughs> fucking mayhem and have no... Yeah, priority. all right, look, look.
0: I like, <laughs> yeah, look, he doesn't have to be president, but can he not just be in the news? <laughs> just like, Can they not just film him doing whatever shit he or the weird shit that he does? I'd
1: like to see him on the news in a sort of Squid Game scenario, or Battle Royale. Well, like, at
0: the end, and finally... <laughs> you know, they do that they and finally, Donald Trump played golf, but he used some Haribo instead <laughs> of golf balls because he's mental.
1: Yeah, good. Should we go back to Simmons?
0: Yeah, sorry, um, Gene Simmons. Yeah, so yeah, you, you,
1: you're not you're not you're not,
0: not, not jealous of somebody just because they've got. If you've got a like, horrible person, just get loads of money. It doesn't mean that you're jealous of them. That's such a ridiculous thing to say. But it is atypical of somebody like Gene Simmons who seems incapable of understanding <laughs> quite why, what anyone's problem would be with him. Um, I think it's
1: what people like Gene Simmons say to justify their asshole behaviour. Well, it's stuff
0: like this. On the release of the album, Gene Simmons was interviewed by an Australian news channel. And during the interview, he described Islam as a vile culture and said, they want to come and live right where you live, and they think that you are evil. Mm. I'm not jealous of somebody who says that. No. I just think they're a prick.
1: Yes. I think they're an uninformed, very naive prick. And... Uh, probably totally unaware of like how affecting their words actually are, but yeah, yeah, just an asshole, yeah. just an asshole.
0: So anyway, he made this record with a bunch of people. He's kind of didn't really want to talk about it or think about it because it seems to be some sort of afterthought to him. Other than you know, he mentioned nick something off of a dead man, <laughs> 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 something that a dead man didn't want. Um, so let's go and find some of the reviews again. There's not really many reviews from the time this record it's kind of an irrelevant record all music gave it two stars saying the thing about arsehole uh, sorry that's the thing about arsehole you don't listen and engage with it as much as sit back and marvel in it as how does he get away with it and on such a grand scale how the god of thunder can think a faithful cover of a techno song is a good idea for anything but the next throwaway soundtrack you're you're offered is just one of the fascinating blunders on the simmons produced totally simmons arsehole but that's not what cripples it and before going on to write <laughs> Literally about 500 words slagging off everything on the record. Mm-hmm. Blender gave it two stars saying the Kiss baseman's second solo album is designed to make us believe that the real musical heart beats deep inside the dastardly grease paint wearing mogul. Nah. Though Simmons clunge clumsily lunges for artistic cred penning the sappy waiting for the morning light with bob dylan exhuming the frank Zal- zappa relic black tongue and taking field trips into torch balladry and psychedelic pop he's to immerse his own persona to convincingly veer from the script if i had a gun in the title tracker deliciously snarky precisely because simmons revels in his bad self atop the clean and crisp modern metal riffs of arsehole rocks crossy the clown even eats some humble pie maybe i'm an asshole too he wonders only maybe (laughs) metal review said i don't think gene simmons did this album for the money though he would probably make some as much as he wanted to piss people off although he is one cocky son of a bitch who is more of a businessman than a musician these days i still give him credit for having enough balls to write something of this nature yes that wasn't me mispronouncing something he did literally put enough uh blabbermouth gave it three out of ten saying somebody please somewhere tell this repulsive greedy man to shut the fuck up already after years of listening listening to his bullshit about everything from women to money to politics all the while watching him take a once great name of kiss and along with his partner paul stanley drag it through the mud and make it into a feeble shadow of itself now he inflicts a solo album on us that ranks with the worst records of the year if not the decade arsehole was never more appropriately named and i defy even the most hardcore kiss fan of which i was one a long time ago who even used to enjoy interviewing simmons from time to time to justify this waste of time and plastic it reached number 60 sorry number 86 on the billboard top 200 which is not a number that i can imagine gene simmons being particularly chuffed about, to be perfectly honest, Remfrey.
1: No, um, it's it's not a, no, like, it's not an absolute disaster either, though. To give him some credit, especially in two thousand and four, where I don't think a lot of people were thinking about. Well, I mean, I suppose there was the reunion and stuff, but I don't know. It doesn't feel like an absolute. It's not a great, up. yeah, yeah.
0: No, probably not. Probably not. Um, but anyway, that's what they said, Renfrey What do you think of Arsehole by Gene Simmons?
1: Um, Well, weirdly, I'm going to start by saying that in a strange way, this is sort of the antithesis of uh, last week's um, suggestion with uh, Generation Swine by Molly Crew, in that Generation Swine was a record that was a desperate attempt to sound relevant and new and fresh and vital and there's nothing remotely 2004 sounding about arsehole at all it's very retro it doesn't kind of feel like its primary author listens to any music past well probably the 90s fire
0: starter well, yeah
1: yeah that's like the one anomaly on it, which is really really strange uh yeah, well I suppose let's start talking about that. The second track of the entire record is a cover of Firestarter by The Prodigy.
0: I really hope Dave Navarro, who plays guitar on this, got paid a significant amount of money for it because Dave Navarro is better than this, surely. So
1: much better than this. So much better than this. It's um really plodding. It's it's slower than the original gene simmons sounds like so, you know we know when you go to karaoke you get the karaoke backing track yeah yes it sounds, sounds like, like sounds that like, it's yes. like the
0: cari- it's like the karaoke backing track of firestarter yeah. You get like luck- lucky voice or something
1: yeah everything's just turned down a little bit so it's not too offensive or it, it would be like a version that they play on an itv like Saturday night thing, you know, they'd get in a band to do a to do a version of it, which is really, really. It kind of reminded me a little bit of early, very early White Zombie. Now, I really, really like White Zombie, but to do what White Zombie were doing twenty years earlier, or something or round round about that, you know, fucking decade a, earlier. Yeah, yeah, decade, fucking at this point in time it just sounds so dated and so old I can't even imagine I'm sort of amazed that more people didn't talk about it because it's it's really bad and yeah it's one of the best things on this record I think
0: because it is a great song because it's At a, first great start, song. a great song a great yeah. song but you don't really need fucking Grandpa Simpson going I'm the bitch you hated and intoxicated that's yeah. exactly what it sounds like uh, Oh, it's fucking terrible. what are you doing yeah. i mean it is it is really bad it's, a lot of it sounds like kiss unsurprisingly i mean when i put it on i was like i wonder if i wonder what a gene simmons solo album is going to sound like Because he always goes on about you know pop music and the beatles and stuff i did i kind of expected a more poppy kind of thing but the first song crazy dirty love does sound like kiss yeah it's definitely about shagging in it pretty much it's got a big big guitar riff it sounds like kiss I'm built for speed. You're built for love. Thank you, Gene. What a lovely sentiment. <laughs> I can't... I can't control myself. I'm about to lose my health. Hmm.
1: Lose
0: my health?
1: It's not... Lose my health. Oh. It's
0: not nice, that.
1: I don't know... Oh, I don't know what he's on about. As per... It's, it's nonsense. Well, he's on bullshit. about...
0: Bullshit. He's on about shagging,
1: but I don't I know, know what he's but... thinking... Of, yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Losing my health? Is he talking about his little ones, his little, little jeans? I don't know.
0: I have no idea. Mm. I have no idea. But it did make me go, oh god! I hope there's no more of that. Oh, <sighs> there is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> weapons of mass destruction is about his cock in it.
1: It's about <laughs> yeah. His cock. Yes, yeah, about...
0: You're writing a song called Weapons of Mass Destruction, and it's about your. It's like a kind of metallic, very kind of heavy, very quite metallic song. It's really terrible. It's awful. I, what you read is what you get. I bring you the weapons of mass destruction. It's a massive gap. And then he shouts the weapons of mass destruction. It's awful. It sounds like this band, Junk DNA, who my, uh, who my band used to play with. who were just like, desperately trying to sound like Pantera. All those Pantera clones. It's got that kind of real proper macho but crap yeah. lump and hard like metal th- trying to be really like chess beaty macho and just sounding like fucking turds uh, it's yeah. really, really bad. That song. Really never,
1: bad. never found this elusive big cock that Gene Simmons has. Just like, um just like the government never found the weapons of mass destruction either. So it's <laughs> from that point of view, um, there is apparent, apparently, and I have not seen it, but um I was listening to a, a, a podcast done by Mick Wall, um who's great, great rock journalist. Um, about Kiss and about Gene Simmons. And apparently there is a sex tape of Gene Simmons and he's not particularly bigly proportioned. <laughs> bigly proportioned, apparently. So go wow. and go and Google that, kids.
0: I don't think anyone should Google it. You're that. not going to make me, you're not going to do like Lenny Kravitz and make me Google no, no, it while no, we're no, doing no, this. Because no. I'm not doing that, <laughs> believe me. No, like, I'm I'll not Google Lenny racist. Trousers <laughs> pants splitting in the middle of the, <laughs> but I'm not fucking Googling no. Gene Simmons sex tape.
1: No, no one needs Absolutely to Absolutely not. No, no.
0: Um, then you got uh, Waiting for the Morning Light, which is the, the Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan. song. Mm. And it is absolutely fucking rubbish, this song. Like, unbelievable. It sounds like Cliff Richard.
1: It, it does. It sounds like
0: sort of Beverly Hills Cliff Richard, this sounds like. Yeah. It's really bad. The piano on the song sounds like... Do you remember Children by Robert Miles? Yes. Sounds like that it, with a hangover having just had <laughs> chemotherapy. Like, it is fucking... Like, the piano is actually being sick. It's a very it
1: is- bright sounding piano isn't it which is very is. similar to yeah robert miles uh children. it's
0: like fucking 90s boy band shit yeah isn't it? yeah and but with a grizzly old dog front in it yeah like,
1: what the yeah fuck? the the, oh, what and, the fuck? and the change from weapons of mass destruction to waiting for the morning light as well it feels like you're suddenly listening to a mixtape because there is no sense of cohesion between those songs whatsoever Weapons of Mass Destruction, I mean, in comparison, Weapons of Mass Destruction is not a heavy song, but in comparison to Waiting for the Morning Light, it feels like a really heavy song. And it just feels like the transition between those two tracks, it suddenly feels like you were listening to a completely different album. That happens a few times on this record. That feels, Mm. that transition feels broken to me, hence me bringing it up. But fuck me. Waiting for the Morning Light is awful. Poor Bob Dylan don't often say poor I mean I like Bob Dylan but it's very rare that I say oh poor Bob Dylan but I actually feel for him that he's got a writing credit on this it's terrible it's bad yeah
0: um, and oh, then you've got beautiful, beautiful, which starts like a fucking sav- sounds like Savage Garden. Really <laughs> awful. I mean, he's going. This is where he's going for the Beatles, but yeah, you know, he was trying Beatles to be. Thing. It's so weird. He was trying to be like Pantera a minute ago, and now he sounds like a sort of wheezy Ringo Starr solo song. Yeah. Song. yeah. Like, it's rubbish. And it's a song that seems to be slagging off the idea that people don't need to sort of cover themselves up with makeup and surgery and all that kind of stuff. And they go, well, that's a bit rich coming from you. Well, exactly. It's a bit rich coming bit rich coming from a man who looks like they've swept the floor of a barber shop and sort of dumped the contains on an undercooked pancake batter yeah. <laughs> like, like it's fucking ru- i mean the song's rubbish but for gene simmons to go stop wearing fake
1: eyelashes well, fuck you you can't tell me that it, it, you mad it, old it's goat. bizarre hey put Put on those fake eyelashes, wax away the old moustache, you're six foot four and six inch heels, a Cupid tattoo behind your ear. You're an enjoying in the full length mirror, a tight black dress, all the right moves from your long blonde tresses to your sequin shoes. Ooh, you're somebody beautiful. Look at yourself, you're somebody beautiful. Ugh, who? Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Who the hell <laughs> in their right mind would want to hear those words coming out of Gene Simmons' lispy, horrible mouth?
0: Ugh. It is it's it's really risible that's yeah. Really awful. He's trying to, he's does... trying
1: to croon as well and he is a terrible crooner. I mean you know yeah. for those who don't know Gene Simmons is not a good singer. Absolutely Man. awful.
0: And then we get to the title track, which, again, the stylistic
1: change is mental. Absolutely. Gene
0: Simmons goes pop punk.
1: Sounds like some 41. I mean, That's what I put on my notes. Scum 41. <laughs> st-
0: stink 1-8 poo. Avril obscene, more like. Um,
1: well, actually, Gene... Poo, f- from... poo flounds hoary more like. It's, I mean... Gene kind of takes (laughs) your approach with the lyrics because the first verse of this song, you think that you're so cool that you're nobody's fool, but you've got a personality just like a bucket full of pee. That's the lyric. It's awful.
0: One one day you'll shut your trap. You are the cream of the crap. (laughs) I mean, but it's pop punk as well, isn't it? It's like a it's Gene Simmons doing a pop punk song in 2004. Yeah. This is like Noel Gallagher trying to do a grime song. Yeah. Like it's just embarrassing. It's, it's just
1: terrible.
0: Em- embarrassing. And yeah, that bit at the end where he's like maybe I'm an asshole too. No, no, maybe about no, it,
1: mate.
0: There's no maybe. There's, about no may- it. there's no maybe about it. It's as fucking clear as the nose on the end of anyone's face. <laughs> You are a fucking silly, (laughs) silly dickhead. There's no getting away from it. You can't just do that terrible song. Something like fucking Good Charlotte's Nan. And then... (laughs) And and rhyming like bum, blum and bum and we and he and just oh it's pathetic it's absolutely pathetic and then go
1: oh I may- maybe I'm a bit of an arsehole no mate you're the worst it's you're the worst <laughs> it sounds like something that a toddler would come up with but quite literally something that a toddler would come up with and you'd laugh if it were a toddler but when it's uh, a 50 something year old at this point I think yeah. it. I'm not out. sure I'd laugh
0: I'm not sure if a toddler said that I'm not sure that I'd laugh you'd probably slap it across the face I might do that yeah know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's carry on. Uh, now that you're gone, actually comes in with a kid's choir. A kid, a children's choir, right? And a children's choir, famously one of the massive no nos and can faux do. pas. <laughs> yeah. And manages to sound roughly a million times better than what has just preceded, right? It actually, which is a miracle, it's mad because. This song is a kind of loush, boring, 90s indie pop thing done by someone who doesn't really understand that at all. Mm. It's like the eels being covered oh. by the cast of Mrs. Brown's Boys. It's just <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fucking terrible. And yet it's probably
1: the best song on the album. Oh, you think so? Uh don't like, know, I Fuck knows. I've I've, I've not even tried to come up with the best song on the album. I mean, the kids choir did remind me of Michael Jackson style stuff, Mm -hmm. which, you know, musically, I like Michael Jackson. Uh, But it reminded me more of the Heal the World style Michael Jackson stuff, which I don't particularly like uh i mean i said it's dreadful so i don't know best song it on the record it could well be the best song on the record but it is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking. let
0: uh, me get whatever turns you on i don't know what the fuck is going on here it sounds like he's it's a honky-tonk piano and trying to sound like shania twain i mean <laughs> this song sounds like a sort of horny version of you know that song everything gonna be Oh, red sounds like that sounds
1: like that but like patting down a sort of tired erection <laughs> that's what that's what this song is yeah I said um Ben folds five without any of the talent um it just there is a Ben folds kind of honky-tonky piano vibe to it isn't there but it's just mm-hmm. crap I can't imagine Gene Simmons like I, it was a surprise I'll i'll give him that there were a lot of songs on this record that i was surprised but not in a pleasant way
0: no 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 um there's a song called dog which is next and he oh. wants to sound like wants to sound like beck on this song what is this Remfry? now it, it, it's a bad beck song right he wants to sound like beck on this song but lyrically i don't really get this right is he actually a dog I Is he me. playing a dog? Is the dog a euphemism for something sexy? He's like, let me shake and lift a leg. I bark like a dog and let's roll again. Sorry, mate. I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't follow Eugene. I don't think he knows. Go back. Can we just go back and work through this? I don't. And then he says, I tie you up and you make me bark like a dog. Hold <laughs> on. I thought, dogs don't. You were a dog a minute ago, <laughs> and now you're tying. Dogs don't tie their owners. Like
1: it's very I don't, confusing.
0: It's very confusing. And then at the end, he's like, "What big eyes you have!" Or I say, "All oh the better to see God. you with." What a big tongue you have! Or all the better to ooh. And you're the like, "Hold on, you if with, you're." Oh. But that's a wolf, isn't it? That's not a dog.
1: Mm. It, that's a wolf. It, in. It's not only it's not only <laughs> crass and disgusting and a horrible image. It's completely the wrong iconography to use for a song called dog because it should have been called wolf. It's it's so Call it crap. Call it wolf. Call it wolf. Yeah. Or, or
0: don't put the fucking little red riding shit in it. Definitely. Mean, don't put that in don't anyway. Don't put the red riding shit,
1: like trying to make fairy tales sexy. No. no fairy tales are generally considered for children i mean i know there's the whole grim fairy tale thing but even that like fuck me no 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 don't do that it's just it's so disturbing it's amazing incredibly
0: incredibly confused metaphor
1: incredibly confused and it's amazing You're like well i don't get
0: so are you actually a dog no no you're not because you're now barking like a dog yeah You've been made so you, you're saying that oh you turn me into sort of animalistic thing is that right? Oh well, hold on now you're tying someone up so you're not the dog
1: uh, it, what, it, and now you're a wolf. It's foolhardy trying to make sense of it. It's complete nonsense. But but anyone who thinks that that's an appropriate thing to do as a fairy tale needs some sort of psychiatric. I, help I, I,
0: I I I cannot wait for the day when Gene Simmons does a song called Cat and he's like yeah milk my udders no Gene <laughs> <Jean, that's... laughs> shear me like a donkey what (laughs) i'm too i'm too busy being jealous of gene simmons to to understand what he knows about animals yes obviously uh black tongue is a frank Zappa one it's actually not terrible this song boring isn't it just boring just just boring boring that might, uh, actually, Carnival, that
1: might be the best song on the record. Prob- actually, that
0: probably is the best song yeah. on the record. I think, when I, I, think I wrote this is the best song. It's probably the best song so far when I wrote the last one. Carnival song- Souls is presumably a song that was not used on the, uh, the, 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 the album, which was released in 1997 of the same name, the Kiss album from the then defunct lineup of Kiss after the original lineup of Kiss got back together. Um, at, at the
1: very, very least, it's a nod to that, isn't it?
0: yeah it's just a shitty rock song it's
1: just a shitty rock song yeah sounded like
0: like kiss yeah and we've got if i had a gun which just seems to be a lovely little song about how if gene simmons was annoyed by you mm. and he had a gun he would definitely shoot you
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. nice nice sentiment there but yes that's exactly right and it's done in a very poppy
0: way Yeah. Yeah. so Renfri if you and Gene Simmons walked into a room together the only one would come out
1: depends who had the gun <laughs> it probably would yeah
0: and we going. end on A Thousand Dreams it's a kind of country orchestral pop song about walking a thousand miles to see a girl that you like and it's pretty fucking atrocious this is the a the bad... only thing
1: Gene Simmons would walk a thousand miles for is a massive fucking check at the end of it it's the only mm. thing he would walk a thousand miles he wouldn't do it for a girl Christ
0: no i couldn't imagine so unless she was a girl made out of, made of gold, bu- gold bullion <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah in that case it'd be bad
0: this is a bad album from beginning to end it's one of those ones where you're like oh yeah literally every song is bad it's
1: really bad yeah yeah every song is bad every single song it's bad it's embarrassing there are lyrics which are incredibly cringy from a person who is incredibly cringy i mean we're Mm. talking about i think we're talking about a fairly high scorer aren't we steve
0: i think so because it is consistently dreadful this record yes it is consistently dread it's got all the it's got all the elements are all in pl- are all in place for something rather high i think because it is consistently yeah. dreadful it is morally quite reprehensible. reprehensible it is poorly made and put together i mean you listen to Firestarter by the prodigy and then listen to gene simmons kind of copy and pasted stapled together made out of blue tack and crap fucking version of it and you're like fuck me This sounds like the fucking Tweenies covering Firestarter, but with like you know, with an old man sort of grizzling all the way through it. It's fucking mental, and some of the songs make no sense. I mean, there's no reason for it existing. Nope. It's just bad. It's just very, 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 very bad. It's a very even the songs that aren't utterly humiliating and terrible on this record are just
1: bad or still bad bad or boring um i think i I think as we said that the the best compliment we can give a song on this record it's not even a compliment well at least it's only boring at least it's not like offensive (laughs) and at least it makes some semblance of sense but i mean god if that's your high war mark yeah this is a this is a this is a bad record this is very very bad so just before we
0: rank it the aftermath of it is this Kiss carried on touring this didn't seem to do much to halt the momentum of Kiss as a band at all in fact Paul Stanley actually released an equally shrug worthy record in 2006 called Live to Win which I haven't heard and I have no intention of hearing all to be perfectly honest yeah. Gene Simmons did as you mentioned Renfrew do two series of the reality TV show Rot School starting in 2005 where he went into a private school and then a downtrodden comprehensive school to see if he could teach the kids about rock and roll like a shite Jack Black that goes Quite a lot. (laughs) Kiss released the album Sonic Boom in 2009 which remains the last Kiss album which was fairly well received by many people. I actually own that record and I think it's all right. Okay, Mm -hmm. It's all right. And since then they have continued to be one of the biggest and most marketable bands in the world of rock music. You know, they've headlined Download God knows how many times. Multiple times. They don't appear to be interested in stopping at any point really even though you know pre-covid it was like last chance to see kids and yeah. i was like is it actually yeah, though yes. is it actually um and uh and Gene Simmons has gone from being the god of thunder the demon in kiss to being a bloke who is asked not just about his opinion on music but his opinion on literally fucking every nonsense thing that you can imagine i mean he comes out with some shit. He's been banned from Fox News for taking his top off for coming on uninvited and just blabbering on in 2017. He's been sued for defamation of character from an ex-girlfriend after he called her an unchaste woman in a VH1 documentary in 2005. He's claimed rock and roll was murdered by piracy in uh in 2012 or 13 i think it was he made comments about people with depression insinuating that they should kill themselves in the interview with song facts in 2014 which i remember uh he's talked loads and loads and loads about the women that he's bedded over and over and over again and he has claimed that rock is dead like he's got it on a timer about every 35 minutes of for the last two and a half decades, he has had to inform somebody from the press that rock isn't as good as it used to be, or rock is dead, or that people don't care about rock music anymore. And I put in, I googled Gene Simmons quotation marks, rock is dead. And you, there are more stories about Gene Simmons' Saying Rock is dead on the internet than maybe any other thing on the internet. <laughs> I went through pages and pages and pages and pages and pages. I was like, it has to come to a point where this isn't a story anymore, but it goes on and on and on and on. He would literally just go up to any single fucking person who will listen and tell them that rock music is dead and tell them why rock music is dead. What a boring man. What a boring, boring, boring (laughs) boring old cunt. I would rather explain to him, rather than him tell me why rock music is dead, I would rather explain to him the difference between a dog and a wolf.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It'd be a better use of uh, both people's time, I think. I
0: think it would. I think it would. So that's basically, essentially, what he's been getting up to. But Renfrey, we do have to rank this. We have to do that. We should do that now. I don't really know where to put this initially as I look by it. I know that I think this is fucking rubbish. And I can't think of much, if anything, <sighs> that constitutes a positive for this record at all. But yet, saying that, straight away, I'm going to say it's not as bad as our top four no. at least. I do agree with that. So, yeah.
1: I do agree with that. Um
0: I think methods of mayhem is a bit more reprehensible. Same bad blood by bad Blood on the Dance, dance Floor. floor. Yeah. Little Zan And then we get then we get to Little Zan and that's when I'm like, hmm, this at oh. least needs some sort of consideration.
1: Okay. I I'm gonna say that my placing I was thinking a little bit further down than that between Corey Feldman and the clash Uh, which would be at number 10. I think Lil Xan, the music on there is so fucking awful and doesn't even have a sort of genesis in a good place. And I think with Asshole, Gene Simmons is trying to rip off the Beatles. Um, He's just doing it in an incredibly cack-handed way. So I can at least see some, you know, uh, I can see some form of, like, goodness at some point the making of it Mm -hmm. the shags i mean the shags is such an outlier because it's such a crazy story but um this is uh, god is this a put this is this is a better put together record than the shags like gene simmons yeah i mean
0: you know okay yeah
1: gene simmons gene simmons can play to a very basic standard but the shags couldn't even do that uh cory feldman angelic to the core is just such a marvel <laughs> um double album i mean i suppose there are a lot of similarities well are there are a lot of similarities i don't know maybe maybe it's worse than cory feldman i mean cory feldman is just an absolutely beguiling fascinating album um it's way too long it's about oh, uh,
0: there's there's sort of a good heart at the heart of the Corey feldman album there's yeah. something there's something that is i think for both the shags and cory feldman there's something in the art made that has a purity to it yeah. which there's something really just uh, i mean it's it annoys me i mean someone actually said they tweeted us and they said oh is the fact that crazy frog is so high on your list you know haven't you just kind of given those people what they want they want to annoy you Mm -hmm. and they've annoyed you so you know doesn't it work in 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 that instance and i think yeah but you know what like that's not again like we said that's not something to be proud of Mm. and i think there's something kind of gross about gene simmons just if he wants to do a solo album wants to do a solo album but Making Bob Dylan, poor Bob, making Bob Dylan come and sit with him for the afternoon and go, go on, Bob, suggest a word at the end of this <laughs> chorus, and he's like, oh, really? Yeah. And you know, nicking a bit off of Frank Zappa and just being like, eh, I'm an arsehole yeah. Like, there's nothing. It's such an impure record. I know that really sounds, probably sounds really wanky to say that, but this is such a fucking impure record. You know what I mean? It's such a like, uh, I, I don't. I'm definitely not one of those people who goes mass consumerist you know marketed music that is rubbish and awful and boo and all that because you know there are plenty of fucking boy bands and you know bad pop music that you know kind of cynical pop music that I really genuinely love with no irony whatsoever but it's just something about Gene Simmons and his entire attitude to creating music um, on this record not necessarily just with Kiss I think Kiss you know there have been times where like we said we don't hate kiss kiss have written good songs previously but there's something in the sh- in both the shags and angelic to the core that has a kind of a pure a pure a pure thought process that has gone into it than than this record at least True. yeah right now does that mean i think both of those two records are far more bewildering yes. and confusing than
1: yes, this yes definitely
0: but that's because gene simmons is a massive rock star and he'd just been spending the last you know 30 odd years more being knowing what he was doing you could argue, kind of makes this even weirder you could, so it
1: is a weird one you could argue cory feldman has a more interesting vision for his record yeah absolutely and that thing of coming from a place of purity i don't believe cory Feldman's not trying to piss people off he's trying to make a masterwork that you know <laughs> i think he wants to heal the world with it or something but you know and the shags are just trying <laughs> trying to appease their father effectively um mm. so yeah i don't know maybe between uh, you're proposing between lil zan and the shags which would place it at number eight
0: yeah but i mean even saying that like, i mean i think is this worse than cut the crap by the clash because listen i mean it, now like after a little while you start thinking about some of these records and where things have been put and whatever and i mean cut the crap is really really bad and that's but it's not i guess it's not a cynical it was just stupid and it was thrown together and yeah, I feel... I mean, there's shit on Cut the Crap, which is... Again, because this record is just... It's, there's nothing super bewildering about this record. No. It's just fucking... It's just fucking crap. I you
1: know I, mean? I think I'd rather re-listen to Cut the Crap than this, to be honest. And and I, I think this is pretty awful and pretty broken in places. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, between Total Zanarchy, which I think... You can't really... There's nothing that positive to say about Total no. Between Total Anarchy and the Shags at number eight, I would be kind of all right with that.
1: I think that's a good place for it. I'm putting it in it there.
0: fucking bum, this mm. record. Absolute fucking bum. And Gene Simmons should definitely know better. Yes. Um, The silly arsehole. I wonder if this will get above Kiss Music from The Elder oh yeah to do that would be an interesting one because that is yeah in there, isn't it um, anyway let's pull out another album that we're going to be doing for next week so there you go Gene Simmons in between Philosophy of the World by the Shags and Little Zan's Total Zanarchy into the top 20 it goes Knocking Theory of a Dead Man and Knocked Out yeah of the top 20 flop 20 mm. out of the flop 20 next week oh this is going to be a hard one man this is going to be a hard one because uh, this is a band who I absolutely fucking love But I can't pretend like this is their best work. The Weirdness by the Stooges. Ah,
1: man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah. So we're going to take a little break from just absolutely shitting on things a bit because I ain't going to go in too hard on the Stooges. Well, probably I, unless it's fucking rub it might be fucking rubbish yeah record, i've never like- heard
1: it i remember reading a review in kerrang at the time which i believe was 2k and yeah it's mm. very it was certainly didn't set the world on fire
0: so. no uh, you know it's uh it's not great but you know we'll we'll talk about that next week anyway hey thanks very much for listening I hope you've enjoyed it and we will be back next week talking about Stooges. Good opportunity for us to talk about the Stooges. Absolutely. Which we will do far more positively one day, I'm sure. Uh, Thanks very much, everyone. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.